Well, hey there, Gateway Church. Uh, those of you joining live, those of you joining at home, great to be with you. Uh, I've been saying to you guys for years that uh, Gateway is our other church here in Australia. So uh, I'm going to be joining you uh, regularly, which I'm excited about and excited just to uh, partner with you and play a role in investing into you all on the journey that we're all on together. Um, so now today, uh, Rick's given me uh, what I call, what he calls a, uh, a free kick, uh, what I call the opportunity to bring uh, just a one-off message. And uh, so today I want to just dive straight into that. Um, if you've got your Bibles, I'm going to be teaching today from the book of Lovato, uh, chapter 2. That's the book of Lovato, uh, chapter 2. And uh, the question I'm asking today is, what's wrong with being confident? Yeah, I know. Some of you are like, the book of Lovato? Does he mean Leviticus? No, no, I... I he said Lovato. He definitely said Lovato. He, in fact, he said it twice. Oh, I don't think there is a book of Lovato. No. Okay, that was fake news. Demi Lovato, uh, modern day prophet, she asked this question. What's wrong with being confident? And actually it was like a, more of a statement than a question or it was a rhetorical question. And the reason that's resonated with me is that the concept of confidence has actually taken in some spheres and, and amongst some people uh, to, be, to be a negative thing. It, it's actually something that's been tarnished. And I want to put it to you today that not only does God not have a problem with us being confident, rather he actually wants us to be confident. As followers of Jesus, it, it should be synonymous. And the reason I say that is this. Now, uh, I'm your friend. I went to Bible college, so you wouldn't have to. So let me drop in some Greek. The word confidence comes from two Greek words, confidos. Confidos means with faith. And so if ever you hear someone say, oh, I know a friend of mine, they're a really confident Christian. It's like, what? No, we're all called to live with faith if you're a follower of Jesus. So the word confident should be synonymous. But look, truth is, I know this, it's not always the case. You know, some of us do lack confidence in, in one or more areas of our life. You know, you might lack confidence among or being around other people. Um, you might lack confidence when someone's put some expectations on you that they think you can achieve, but your first default response is to sort of say, no, I couldn't possibly do that. You know, parenting or your boss's expectations. Or there's this one. Maybe you failed at something in the past and when you failed, it dinged your confidence. And yet that same opportunity has come around again for you. And all you can think of is when you failed and there's a consequence, you'll crop yourself out or you continue to crop yourself out of ever inserting yourself into that new opportunity because you're afraid history is going to repeat itself. Now... <laughs> There are two wrong responses to lacking confidence. The first wrong response is to live behind the line, 
You know, to, to, there's a line that God's calling us to live confidently, a space that God's calling us to live confidently. And living behind the line means that we, we don't take those opportunities. We hold back. We, we, we don't do what God's called us to do. We live behind the line. And then there's the other wrong response. And I think it's this wrong response that's caused the uh, concept of confidence to get a bad rap. And that's to live over the line. That's to, to overcompensate. This is the one that turns into cockiness and arrogance, which, yeah, we don't like. So whether you live behind the line or whether you live over the line, both of these places, both of these responses to a lack of confidence will cause us to miss out on the opportunities and what God called us to do. You know, um, if you live behind the line, a job opportunity might come up and you look at it and you think, oh, I'd quite like to do that. Yeah, but I never could. So you don't even bother sending in your application. You know, uh, maybe the, the, the leaders in your church are saying to you, man, you'd be great serving in this team or you'd be great leading this group. And you're thinking, well, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't know. And so you, you hold back and you kind of get away with it because you know, we don't, we don't like to push you too hard and we don't like to, as leaders, pull you too far out of your comfort zone. So this is kind of innocuous, you know, it's kind of easy to just let become the norm. Uh, but then, of course, there's living over the line. And living over the line, you start trampling people. And you start, when you trample people, you erode their trust in you. And over time, you think you might be leading them and leading them strong and into battle and who cares what they think. And, who, and, and actually, your influence gradually reduces. Now, this is not theory for me. I have lived on both sides of that line. I remember going into high school. I was incredibly shy, uh, incredibly uh, reluctant to, to, to put my hand up or to, and so here's the deal. I started high school, first day of high school at a, at a new school that I did not know a single other person. And it was a, a private school and so I had my new uniform on and I'm in the class on day one. Day one people, didn't know anybody. And at some point during the day, I needed to go to the toilet. Just the number one. I needed to go. But I couldn't bring myself to just simply put my hand up and ask the teacher's permission if I could go to the toilet because I, 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 I was living behind the line. I lacked confidence. And so here's a real pro move if you want to you know, win, win friends and influence people. I sat in my brand new school uniform in the classroom on day one and peed my pants. Yes. That's right, it's on the internet, no taking it back. And that continued in various iterations throughout my high school years. And then I progressed into university and started approaching my 20s. And I decided that I didn't want to live behind the line anymore, but I still lacked confidence. I still had this inherent gap, void, if you like. And so I overcompensated. And in my 20s, I started living over the line. And I did exactly what I just said people that live over the line do. 
I started trampling people. I started verbally bullying people. I started emotionally manipulating people. And I wasn't even fully aware of this at the time, but I still own it. I'm not, I'm not proud of it. I still own it. And thankfully, <laughs> towards my late 20s, and yeah, I'm probably a bit of a slow learner in this space, I finally started to draw on a new source. Because one of the things that people who lack confidence do is they get told, well, you need to develop self-confidence. You know, develop self-confidence. That's the solution. You lack confidence, so develop self-confidence. Yeah? Really? Okay. Because to me, that just sounds absurd. And here's, here's an example. All right. Let's say you're charged with the role or you've taken on the role of preparing dinner one evening. Dinner for your friends, dinner for your family, dinner for your spouse, dinner for whoever. Even dinner just for yourself. You're charged with the responsibility of preparing dinner. And so you've got this idea for a recipe. I know what's going to work. Yeah, I'm in the mood for this. It's the, okay. And so you go to the pantry and you open up the pantry doors and you look and you realize that you do not have everything it's going to take for you to create that recipe that you've got in your mind. So what, you, what do you do? Well, of course, here's what you do. You close the pantry cupboard doors and you count to 10 and then you open them again and you think they're bound to be here now. Well, no, they're not there now. That's the problem. The very place you went to as the source of what you needed, you discovered didn't have everything you needed and you thought, I know what I do. I'll go back to the exact same place as if something has changed. And that's not how confidence works. You can't get self-confidence when you lack confidence. Thankfully, there's a fix. Something that Paul wrote. And uh, if you've got your Bible app or your Bible, you know, pop that open. And I'm going to take you to a brief slice of a letter that Paul wrote to the early church in a place called Corinth. Now, Paul was kind of like a, an Elon Musk figure of the early church. He was a bit of an entrepreneur starting churches here and there. And he would travel around to major port cities and so on. And uh, when he wasn't with those churches, he would often write to them, write to them letters of encouragement and instruction and, yeah, sometimes correction. Um, and this is when he wrote to Corinth. Now, Corinth was a port town in uh, Greece. And he wrote this, look, church, this is, this, don't be so naive and self-confident. You're not exempt. You could fall flat on your face as easily as anybody else. No, no, no. Forget about self-confidence. It's useless. Instead, here's the pro move, people. Cultivate God confidence. And I've been on this journey. I lacked confidence and I lived behind the line. I lacked confidence and I moved over the line. And eventually I started to get this truth that Paul wrote from my head into my head and then into my heart and actually cultivate that over a period of time in my life. So I want to give you a couple of Marco's pro tips in how you, if you need to, can develop God confidence. Marco's pro tip number one is understand who God says you are. 
Because often we can trace our lack of confidence to something upstream or someone upstream, something that somebody said, something that somebody did, uh, lies other people have told us about who we are or who we're not that don't line up with who God says we are. You know, people telling us, you, 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 you failed, so you must be a failure. You, you fail once, chances are you're going to fail again. So why bother? You know, these upstream things that could have happened uh, days ago, weeks ago, months ago, or in some cases, even years ago. You know, your parents, uh, their marriage broke up, so it's just a matter of time before your marriage is going to break up. Uh, you, you don't have a degree. I mean, you know, so you're just destined to be a bottom feeder for the rest of your life. Uh, these are lies, and these are not the things that God says about us. You know, that very same school that I... Uh, wet my uniform on day one. Uh, when I was in year 10, we had a careers expo. And I was, I don't know, I just wasn't particularly interested. And I was in that careers expo and I became chatty Cathy. Uh, and I'm chatting with my, my schoolmates around me. And the teacher that was leading that careers expo, at some point in time, he's obviously gotten sick of me being chatty Cathy. He yells out across the gymnasium floor, Pomery? You will never amount to anything. Get out of this gymnasium. And so I did the walk of shame from my desk in the gymnasium out the door, having been told, having it been declared that I will never amount to anything. Yeah, I don't think teachers should be saying that sort of thing. But look, here's the point. That's almost impossible to forget. And the fact that I've shared it with you, I obviously haven't forgotten it, but, but here's what is possible. It's possible for these upstream things that people have said and, and done that have dinged our confidence in the past, it's actually possible for us to tuck them into the boot or the trunk if you're from other parts of the world. And they're still with you. You still remember that they're there, but they no longer have any influence over the direction that you're taking in your life. Instead of them holding you hostage, you're actually technically holding them hostage. So I still carry this memory around of this teacher saying this dumb thing that I'll never amount to anything, but that memory's in the boot. In the car, helping me navigate, is the voice of God. You might call him better than Siri. Marco's Pro tip number one includes the fact that you are created in God's image and likeness. See, what God says about you isn't just the words he speaks over your life. It's the very identity of, of who you are. You know, God didn't run out of materials when he was creating you. There isn't stuff missing. I mean, we still need to pick up things along the way, but you have opportunities to access them if you're accessing God and going to him as your source of confidence. You're not a prototype. You know, this one, oh, my mom told me when I was growing up, I was an accident. And I tell people that whenever I hear that, I say, there are no such thing, there's no such thing as accidental children, only accidental parents. See, when mom and dad did the dance with no pants and then did the test and discovered you were on the way, they were surprised, but God wasn't surprised. So don't ever live even with that lie that you're a mistake and you could never amount to anything. No. No, God says you were created by him in his image and his likeness.
And here's my second pro tip. I'm just going to drop these two on you today. Second pro tip is this one. Simply Marco's pro tip number two. Remember your Robin. I mean, don't mean Robin Banks. I mean Robin as in Batman and Robin. And you're Robin. And the fact is, that's great. You know, well, I want to be Batman. No, you actually don't. You're Robin. And the great news is, because you're Robin and I'm Robin, we have access to a Batman and Batman has superpowers. Yeah, I know. I can hear my nerd alert going off from over here in Perth. Those of your DC comic fans are thinking, Batman doesn't have superpowers. Uh, let me remind you that Ben Affleck, worst Batman in history, when he played Batman, he was asked the question, what are your superpowers? And he answered it, I'm rich. So yeah, Batman has superpowers. He's rich. Well, God wants to be our Batman. And the writer of Hebrews said it this way. Since God assured us, I'll never, leave, I'll never let you down, never walk off and leave you, we can boldly quote, hello, God is there, ready to help. I'm fearless no matter what, who or what can get to me. When we moved into our house uh, two, three years ago, uh, we had a plan to get some chickens. And uh, we live in a suburb called Kensington and we wanted to set up what are now known as the real chickens of Kensington. And uh, of course, before you get the chickens, you have to get the coop. And so I researched and I ended up buying a coop and it came across from the Eastern States, flat packed. And uh, that's a problem. Uh, it's a problem because I'm not very handy. But before I get to that, okay, it required two steps. This coop required me first to paint it because it came as just naked wood and then assembly. Now the painting, I'm thinking, well, how hard can that be? So I got on the end of a paintbrush and many hours later, I had this thing painted up. Now it came to step two, step two of two, to assemble this chicken coop. And uh, I grabbed the instruction manual and look, this chicken coop was fantastic. Kind of like the Ikea of chicken coops. It had all the pieces, it had all the screws and nuts. It had the Allen keys. It was all there, bagged up, numbered, lettered, boom. And you had your little instruction booklet. I picked up the instruction booklet and I opened up to the first page and it may as well have been written in Cantonese because I did not understand a thing. I'm not very handy, people. I'm good at some things. Handyman is not one of them. And I'm looking, and I swear, every page I turned, tears involuntarily flew down my face. And I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll call in Batman. So I phoned my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law is incredibly handy. And I recognized, hey, I'm Robin. He's Batman in this situation. So I phoned him up. I said, hey, bro, um, you know that chicken coop I got? Painting's all finished. Uh, now the assembly's required. And he immediately said, I'll be right over. And I wasn't offended. I was like, yeah, he knows. He knows that in this situation, I'm Robin, he's Batman, and all I needed to do was to call on him. So for you, if you're lacking confidence and you're finding yourself living behind the line, or you're finding yourself living over the line, you're gonna miss out on living where God wants you to live and doing what God's calling you to do. And in order to do that, 
listen to who God says you are and call on Him in each and every situation. Hey, got to go. Got to say hi to my friend Demi Lovato. Until next time, Gateway. Love you lots. Out.